This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Alex, say hello, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Say hello, Scott. Hello. All right. Today we're going to be talking about The Prince's Bride. This was my selection, and ultimately I want to talk about the Battle of Wits. But before I get there, I just kind of want to talk about the movie in general. I don't know about you guys, but I think this is uh, one of our favorites. One of those movies that, as I was thinking about today... You watch it. I remember watching it as a kid, and it was totally different than when I watched it later on as a grown-up. Well, I haven't really technically grown up, but as an older man, I guess <laughs> I should say. I remember my mom, my mom or dad, rented it from the video store and watching it, and it was just like you know a real earnest fantasy movie. And I knew who Andre the Giant was from wrestling, but other than that, it was just a cool like fairy tale story. And then forgot about it for like years and then i think when dvd started coming out and i was able to start buying my own stuff with my job and everything i i saw it was like on the bargain bin or something and i got it and freaking fell in love with it again and i got so many more jokes and everything and it was pretty awesome and then my brother i remember at the time came in my room and he saw it on my desk like princess bride what is this some girly crap and he made fun of me and then i was you know went to school and he happened i think you guys when you guys came over and saw it no it's a movie and you like watched it with him and then he kept quoting it from that point on and um yeah brian's always a naysayer when it comes to shit like that yeah and um but it's really cool and they just don't everything about it is going from you know there's a love story but then the whole just you know the giant and the the bad guys redeeming themselves at the end and uh to me it's like a video game when you like there's zones like i was a big (laughs) everquest player right and so you go through and nerd Exactly, and the cliffs of insanity, (laughs) the fire swamp, and the music, and then just zoning from here and there, and what do you guys think? Yeah, it's one of our favorites, like you said. Yeah, it definitely headed stages, that's for damn sure. There's the climbing level, then the sword fight level, then the field level with the giant, and the battle of wits. Nerds. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's classic because it goes beyond just the, like, like you said, it's just basic fantasy, romance, some swashbuckling, but what really makes it great is the the great casting. You know, I think we talked a little bit about this on a different podcast. Uh, you know, everybody gets a chance to shine in this movie, and it's always a lot of fun, all the way from, from Andre on down. <laughs> Very far down, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just think, you, yeah, you said you, all the characters are great, and then the, um, the dialogue, you know, uh, why are you smiling? Because I know something you do not know. I am not left-handed. <laughs> then the music goes... Dun, 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 and you switch away, you start fighting. And, and uh, I was listening to the commentary, and that was... Except for the one, like, 360 stun when he flips and swings, that was all those two guys. It was all Elways and... Um, Tinkin. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so I think it's just really cool... You know, he you know he bested the giant, bested the swordsman, and now he's on to the battle of wits. And that whole scene, I think the casting of I don't even know that actor's name, guy who plays Sean. 
<laughs> Inconceivable. Yeah, well, just, he's he's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that voice and that look of that guy and that scene is freaking ludicrous. I don't even. I, I can't believe that scene is actually in the movie, but it is awesome at the same time. Just you think you wait? We it seems that we are at an impasse. I cannot compete with you physically, and you are no challenge for my intellect. Yo, that's smart. You ever heard of Aristotle, Socrates, <laughs> morons, <laughs> <laughs> and just this whole iocane powder and just uh, the whole. I don't even want to try to say. I could do part of it, but that whole just going back and forth. <laughs> The, my favorite line in the movie, the uh, only lesser well-known is never getting the land war in Asia. Yeah, yeah. You must have known the origins of Austria, and you must have known I've known where it forms. No, oh, I can't. <laughs> it's, it's very complicated. I, wanna, I know, I want to do As it, everybody knows, Australia is an island of thieves. Thieves are not used to people trusting them. So this is, I am not a sense of trusting you, so therefore I could ch- clearly not choose the wine glass in front of me. But in knowing that, you would have known that would have known that, and you would have put it as far away from you as possible. So I could clearly not choose the wine glass in front of me. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. <laughs> Wait till I get going! <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to trick nice. me into giving something away. Of course, <laughs> you've given everything away! What in the world could that be? <laughs> yeah. What? Where? The oldest um, trick in the book. Yeah, basically it does turn into the oldest trick in the book. Madest thou look. <laughs> oh, that's the best commercial ever, Scott. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> so look endeth over the there. trick. <laughs> yeah. So endeth the trick. Hey, indeed. <laughs> what, what is that, a Geico commercial? Or a... Yeah. Oh, man, it's cold. But yeah, I mean, the whole scene, the feats of strength, and then, you know, the, the reveal is that they were both filled with iocane powder, and he built up the immunity to what? it. Yeah. Spoilers. Jeebus. Warn people, will you, Jeff? Come on. Odorless, tasteless, and one of the deadly poisons known to mask. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's just so funny! I switched the goblets when you weren't looking! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, I think one of the reasons that the movie is so watchable, uh, besides the great characters and just, you know, the fun story, the light story, is that it, it it's a, a very palatable version of the hero's journey. You know, you don't, you don't have to go through a lot of the minutiae that you get with the, a lot of these other movies. You know, by the time you're really introduced to the Dread Pirate, Ro- Dread Pirate Roberts or Wesley and Nigo and Fezzik, they're already, like, the pinnacle of, you know, the badass movie hero. So you just get to see them already do their thing, and uh, yeah, it's it's real easy to watch. Easy on the eyes too. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Buttercup. <laughs> My little Buttercup. How many people? You know, love, love, <laughs> impressive clergyman. <laughs> that yeah. dream within a dream. <laughs> or how how many times have we quoted the boo, <laughs> queen <laughs> of slime? Dude, Alex. Queen of Slime, bow down to her. Bow down. (laughs) Classic. Yeah, very quotable. Very quotable. And then the whole, as you wish. It's got to be the set the record for our longest downhill tumbling scene. (laughs) You know, every time I see that scene, I just picture the the two of them in a recording booth just doing the oof, oof. (laughs) (laughs) Going through the alphabet. Just uh, release the vowels, anyways. <laughs> just on the way down. 
Oh, it's like the worst stunt doubles ever, too, when you watch it. Yeah, well, the we talked about this. The worst stunt double is the the double oh. for Andre riding the yeah. horse way out at the end of the movie. <laughs> That's true, too. Who, who's like the same height as uh, Robin Wright <laughs> on the way out? He's, he's yeah, got, he's got like the giant Andre wig on him, though. So it's like Rhea Perlman or something. <laughs> <laughs> With the sad, you know, if you guys listen to the commentary, like, Andre the Giant at that point in his life, his back was, like, bothering him so much that in those scenes where he, he couldn't even hold her. Like, when she jumps out of the window and he catches her, there's, like, a harness on her and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, it's she, sad. like, 100 pounds, if that. And the scenes where he's fighting um, the – Jesus Christ. What the hell is – yeah. Wesley is what I was trying to think of. And, you know, he's hanging from his back and everything. He was actually – there was like a ramp that he's standing on the whole time because Andre just could not support anybody. But uh, just awesome here. Like he was the star of the of the set. Everyone wanted to meet him. Everyone was bringing their kids to meet him. And and uh, but he had like the fondest memories of that because he was treated like everybody else. Like Billy Crystal's had some like some good interviews where you hear him talking and how it was just. They didn't treat him differently. He was just like Billy Crystal or Carrie Elway's, and that was like this the the greatest part of being on a movie. He was just another actor. Yeah. It's pretty touchy when you hear like the stories that people say and how nice he was. And kids would be scared a little bit at first, but they really wanted to meet him, but they were scared at the same time. But like once they met him, they were, you know, they fell in love with him and everything really is one of those, you know, lovable giant types. There's a cool story about uh, the lovable giant, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a cool story about him getting cast for the movie where they met him, uh, in some, some cafe in France. And the chairs outside, they wouldn't hold him. So uh, uh, Neil Goldman just said, oh, we'll just go somewhere else, you know. And Andre basically said, no, no, it's okay. And he just took one of the chairs and just bent the arms out just so, just so he could sit down and comfortably. <laughs> you know, I, I thought that was a cool little story. Then how many cases of wine did he drink? Let's not go through that again. <laughs> I, out, of, out of, you know, I, I know, Alex, you've talked about re- uh, revisiting moments in the podcast. That's the least favorite one of anything that's come out of my mouth anyway. <laughs> not my impression of not my impression but the rest of that story. But I stand by that impression. Oh, that's my worst my favorite worst thing that came out of your mouth. What? Doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I mean just and we we didn't even talk about Billy Crystal, you know, have fun storming the castle and no matter what your wife. <laughs> yeah, they are taking a miracle. He said true love. Oh, yes, true love is the most glorious thing in the world, <laughs> except for an MLT, a mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. But that's not what he said. He said, to blame, <laughs> which means to bluff. <laughs> so ridiculous. Come on. Go, go away. I'll call the Poot Squad. I'm on the Poot Squad. You are the Poot Squad. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Anything else before we move on to our lists? I mean, we could talk about this forever. I mean, we haven't even got into um, that. We we've been doing the impersonations in other podcasts. I guess we really haven't done them here. But the all your dreams come true. <laughs> all your worst nightmares are about to come true. <laughs> yet you're supposed to be this great thing. Yet he gains. I'm carrying four people. He just got himself. <laughs> I do not accept excuses. <laughs> Let's not do the whole movie now. All right. Um, <laughs> That'll be another special podcast. Yeah. You had no idea Jeff did as strong well as Sean. 
Yeah. Oh, we haven't even talked about Kevin Arnold at the beginning. <laughs> Kevin Arnold. Yeah, Kevin Arnold and <laughs> um, like you said, yeah, yeah, no, again, Kevin, great, Kevin and Arnold. Uh, yeah, Kevin Fox. Kevin Fox. <laughs> Bring back the uh, New York Giants. Peter Fox. Colombo yeah, uh, and Kevin Arnold. What yeah. Atari game was uh, Kevin Arnold playing at the very beginning? Is a baseball MLB? Nope. I don't. RBI baseball? Nope. He's playing hockey, wasn't he? Nope. It's baseball. It's a baseball game. It's for the Atari, and it was called Hardball. Alright. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, take save that one, Alex. The first and only time you're going to beat me and Scott in a baseball question. <laughs> True. Except when it uh, comes to baseball movies. Is this a kissing book? <laughs> Alright. Scott, let's hear your list. All right. Scott, uh, what do you got? <laughs> Give me what so, you got. So I came out with this as a kind of common man, the commoner, you know, becomes a badass hero by the end of the movie. It's kind of a, a fun take. I, I, was, I mentioned the hero's journey, so I was kind of keeping that in mind as, a, as I came up with these. So, oh, wait, no, wait. Hold on. I'm going to interrupt you. You could have done Farm Boy to Hero. Farm Boy. <laughs> and then it would have been him and Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Poor, poor and perfect. <laughs> actually, you know, uh, Star Wars is actually on my list. Talking about Luke, um, yeah, he Luke definitely goes from tonight. <laughs> he goes from you know farmer to ultimate Jedi badass. Uh, you know, by the end of the movie, uh, he was in that fucked up bar. <laughs> Wait, does does Luke ever say "as you wish"? Because Vader does. Oh, uh, you know what? I don't know. Ah, that's uh, a good question. Uh, as you wish. When he's choking the guy, right? And Tarkin tells him to stop. Yeah. Oh, hey, so, something that's always bothered me about that, uh, since we were talking about Star Wars, mm-hmm. is how come Vader deferred to Moff Tarkin? Like, everybody else is like his bitch, except for Tarkin. Like, I don't understand that. I always thought it was the Emperor, and then him, and then everybody else. So why does he do what, what Tarkin says? Yeah, there, I've heard discussions on, um, I guess we can promote a podcast that we like, <laughs> on the Star Wars and Character Podcast. They've actually talked about that. And yeah. they don't really have good answers. I mean, I, from what I remember, it's just that the, the military ranks, Moff, the Grand Moffs are the top. And Vader's just kind of like a, a lackey or whatever. And what they said was like, during that stage of Star Wars, there were no other Jedis. There were No one even thought about Jedis or Siths or anything at that point in the stage. So he's just kind of a emperor's lapdog and no one really respects him. That's why the guy's like bitch talking to him the whole time, right? Don't try to frighten us and all that. So, I mean, maybe he just respected uh, Tarkin for whatever reason. Because yeah. Tarkin well, did seem to be one of the more competent uh, imperial leaders. Evacuate in a moment of triumph? Yeah. I believe you overestimate their chances. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you should have listened to the dude with the sideburns. <laughs> yeah. Boshek? That's not Boshek. <laughs> but yeah, on the other podcast, I mean, they go through all like the EU and all that stuff. So, I mean, I really don't know. They didn't really have – other than at that point, Vader doesn't know he has kids that are alive and all that, right? So he is just kind of living out his life as a – I mean, what would he be doing at that time? Instead of just doing what people ordered him to do, right? Well, no, I just uh, always pictured him – he, like, Emperor was going to lead from wherever it was he was leading – and Vader was like his second in command. Yeah, I mean, start- I mean that's that's I mean that's just the way I remember it that he's yeah. the number two guy. So I was I always thought it was a little weird that Tarkin was ordering him around. But, Farm but yeah, boy, like it, fetch me I those mean, droids. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. What you're saying. Um, anyways, so that's that's Luke from Star Wars. <laughs> uh, so we talked a little bit about 
uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Star that, that Wars. Definitely, definitely fits in. Uh, fits in with the theme where you know Jack Burton's going through the whole thing, and you find the Jack Burton. Uh, <laughs> me, me. He he goes through kind of again like part of the reason these these movies are so watchable is you get like the bite-sized version of the hero's journey and he just kind of goes through all the stuff and he gets to have his big moment at the end Let's see batman begins uh, i think falls under this where they they kind of they have to twist it around a little bit because bruce wayne is super rich and uh, he has to yeah i know he has to lose everything before he becomes spoilers batman Wait. I thought we were talking about Batman, not Bruce Wayne. What's up with this? I said Batman Begins. I think no. he spoiled it for you that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Sorry, what? Alex. Oh, I said spoilers. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I said spoilers. <laughs> I called it. <laughs> so, yeah. He's, so, you know, he's got a... I thought, uh, interesting for that, I mean... All the all the, the backgrounds in the comics anyways, but he he has to lose everything. You know, he can't just go from rich guy to Batman. He has to go from rich guy to having nothing... The rich guy again, and then become Batman. And as an aside, the whole the whole idea for established in the third movie that anybody can be Batman is complete bullshit. Yep. Like, pretty much only Bruce Wayne can be Batman. <laughs> or Tony Stark. Or Tony Stark. Tony Stark could potentially be Batman. <laughs> yes. But just to have that those kind of resources, and specifically to have a company that can already make all that shit anyways, and to go through what he did, like, have your parents murdered in front of you? Like, no, that's that's a Bruce Wayne thing. Uh, oh, no matter true. how Tony... badass uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt might be, he was the worst part of that movie, by the way. What? Yeah, there was too much of him. He was featured more than Batman and Bruce Wayne combined, in my opinion. You know, <laughs> it's awesome. It's a great opinion, but it's still an opinion. <laughs> well, well, I'll time it. I'll time how much screen time each of them has. I guarantee. Well, I can't guarantee, but if, if it's more, if not equivalent. When there should have been more, and ha- <laughs> there should have been more of Anne Hathaway in tight clothes. Mm-hmm. I wonder what should have been in Batman more. <laughs> Jesus, this and isn't the car. car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him going car. You don't? No. <laughs> Alex is making reference to something else. Oh. It's an internet thing. It's pretty funny. I'm sure there's a there's got to be a million videos now of people doing the Batman voice. Yeah. So, but Batman Begins is a great movie. Thanks, yeah, God, it for is. bringing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's the best. I my favorite of the three. It and Dark Knight are super close. The third yeah. one's toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't it, call it toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is what called toilet, even though it was an analog for <laughs> or not. Jesus, edit that out. For, <laughs> for Occupy Wall Street. <laughs> he was. Although a city does get destroyed. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and as another side, uh, I'm getting tired of that trope, too, where the world has to be destroyed or a city has to be destroyed in order for uh, us to care about what the characters are up to. All uh, Batman and Superman. Avengers. The latest ones. Avengers, even. What else? Uh, Everything. Latest, latest Star Trek. Yeah, it's, just, it's okay to kill just a few people and have us care. <laughs> we don't need to wreck entire cities. Pacific Rim, Transformers, Independence yeah. Day, every yeah. movie ever. Although it is it is awesome in Pacific Rim. Just, <laughs> no, like, how could it be awesome there and bad everywhere else? That doesn't make sense. Giant said, monsters, bro. So I'm getting tired of it, but not always. <laughs> Giant robots and monsters? I mean, <laughs> the city's going to get destroyed one way or the other. 
Okay. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't count with the with the kaiju movies. <laughs> True. A great uh, commoner to to badass. Um, dipping into some animation here, uh, DreamWorks Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Which was surprisingly good. <laughs> I didn't think I would like it. Um, I know a lot of people just won't watch animation anyways. But the the final fight in the movie um, is some of the best animation. Um, I, I don't know if I want to say that I've ever seen, but definitely in an animated movie I've seen over the last like decade, anyways. Yeah, it was choreographed very well. Yeah, it, it was like one of the the best fight scenes. I would go so far to say. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, for for anybody that likes kung fu and doesn't mind animation uh, and likes pandas, yeah, uh, if you're fur, if you're a furry, uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't have uh, yeah. to tell you about this movie. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I liked kung fu and animation. I hate pandas, so no, not gonna watch it. Let's see. I'll finish this up here. Uh, let's see, a lot of video games do this too. I know. I know Jeff loves the video game talk, um, but you know Mario does this. Uh, Link, they're just um, especially Link from all the Zelda games. Uh, he's just he's just a dude. You know, he even if he's like prophesied one or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes he's, he's just yeah, a farm boy or, or yeah, most just a kid traveling. Yeah, most of the time he's just a kid. He's not even uh like a like a late teenager or whatever. Yeah. Speaking of commoners, you ever go to the West Commons in EverQuest? That was awesome. Jeebus. <laughs> you get some greater wisps out there. That was not awesome. I used to love that game. That's the only game I loved. That and Mario Brothers. Link to the Past? Oh, I love that game too. Yeah. Okay, and finishing this up, uh, the finishing that, it, <laughs> that sounds like a <laughs> Night Shyamalan movie or something. Sequel to The Happening. Yes. I I don't think we've talked a whole lot about this in any of our podcasts, but The Matrix. <laughs> oh man. Um, I don't I don't think we brought up The Matrix all that much. Uh, but anyways, uh, Neo is kind of the the poster boy for this, the, especially for the hero's journey. Um, goes from a nobody programmer, like all programmers are, especially <laughs> software engineers. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, bas- basically goes through, he becomes the messiah by the end of the third movie. Uh, Scott, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, crossover moment. <laughs> who's your guys' favorite like hacker from a movie that's not the star? That's not the star? Yeah. Oh, the little girl from Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Unix system. I know of this. <laughs> I prefer to be called a hacker. Very nice. Yeah, that's a good one. That's <laughs> she was terrible. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be some dead space here. Wait, so like, could it be like in the Matrix? Could it be like um, Cipher or whatever? It could be like anyone but Neo. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I'm thinking of movies that's like, oh, we're a bunch of bank robbers, and we got one okay. nerd. Okay, I got it. Richard Pryor. <laughs> Superman 3? Yep. Nice. <laughs> that's a Damn. good one. That is a good one. He might be one of the first computer hackers in movie history. Yeah, I want to say that that might be the, the first movie where they, oh, maybe War Games. Which came out first, War Games or Superman 3? I don't know. War, but ga- just, War Games. Just, just that whole trope, trope that computers are magic. Can fucking do anything as long as there's some guy at the end there that knows what he's doing. Yeah, that was a Mac- that was a MacGuffin for all of the '80s, pretty much. The mainframe. <laughs> yeah. 
You hack into the mainframe. And speaking of which, that's my favorite hacker, the dude from the core. From the core? <laughs> I don't remember anything about that movie. Yeah, that movie's a piece of shit. That had Two Face and Million Dollar Baby, right? Yeah. And, and the nerdy dude, he just grabs the dude's cell phone and then, like, whistles into it or something. He's like, here, you have long distance, free long distance for life now. <laughs> So they're going to go to the center of the earth, and they bring a female boxer and a district attorney. Is that what you're telling me? And a hacker. <laughs> and a hacker. <laughs> and a Russian guy for some reason. All right. Mm-hmm. Always got to bring along a Russian guy. Are we done with the hacker? Well, this is a good one. I was trying to think Blade Two, who's now Daryl in Walking Dead. He played a pretty good hacker in that movie, didn't he? Am I misthinking? He, he was like, uh, he probably did some hacking at some point then. But no, I think he just invented stuff. Yeah, he mostly he mostly invented stuff in that. Oh, John Connor, T two. There we go. <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> yep. All all the hackers from the eponymous hackers. <laughs> I don't think anybody was a star of that. <laughs> the three most used passwords are power, sex, and god. That still holds true today. I uh, I want to do a whole episode about hackers. I really do. <laughs> Well, you're picking the topic this week. Yeah, so another, another, another time. Yeah. Another time. <laughs> Call, called your bluff. <laughs> All right, move along. Move along. Move along. Let's see. And finally, uh, a one of my favorites that I don't think anybody's brought up yet, uh, Rima Williams' The Adventure Begins. <laughs> uh, another another hero's journey, some schlub, uh, Chicago cop with a big nose. A big fake nose gets killed, and he, he basically gets uh, saved at the last second. Gets some plastic surgery, and all of a sudden he looks like Fred Ward, the great Fred Ward. And he's recruited by Wilford Brimley. And then he's taught by the least Korean-looking man ever playing a Korean man. He looks like Splinter. <laughs> he does look a little bit like Splinter. But yes, uh, uh, I forget his name, but the... The actor playing the Korean guy is named Joel Gray. <laughs> Sounds Korean. Yeah. yeah. Super Korean. Um, and yeah, he goes on to do all this cool shit like walk on water and catch bullets. And it's, it's silly, but it's a lot of fun. Shit uh, ice cream. I don't think they should ice remember, cream. <laughs> don't you remember that? Is that from Working Men? Working Men with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez and Keith David? And he goes, I can walk on water, eat bullets, and shit ice cream. <laughs> I could have watched that movie again. I could totally be making that up. And it's all, that also stars that Dean Cameron guy from Ski School. It does. <laughs> oh, shit, that guy's coming up. By the way, that is his name. Um, all right. Yeah. I that learned that from a podcast fact. last week. Yeah, that's that's my list. I do want to talk about <laughs> Men at Work at some point, too. Now that you've it. I got to watch that again. We got to do hey. a whole Keith David episode. Oh, oh, you know. Hell yeah, we do. You know what? You know what other movie had uh, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen in it, right? God Street. damn it. Uh, help me out here, Alex. It wasn't Wall Street? No. Are, no, you, no. are you telling me this this movie was, what was it, like an action type of movie? With, yeah, yeah. With, there were, with uh, weapons? Yeah, and they were loaded. Oh, really? Uh, How many of these movies were there? Just one. Just one? Just one. I think Jeff's running away. <laughs> I mean, Jeff was beating himself in the head with his microphone. 
All right, now that we've got that out of the way. I'm tired of you guys uh, mentioning loaded weapon. Oh, you said it! Oh, God! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, right, man. So, that, so that's my list. Uh, this Alex. fucking podcast. Alex, what you got? All right. Well, I did it. I was um, trying to remember instances where it was just a battle of wits, like at the end of the movie, where, you know, the hero was fighting the main bad guy. And uh, the one that just popped up instantly in my mind was at the end of Willow, where Willow, Willow you idiot. pulls out the greatest magic trick ever and sends Elora Dennett into a, into a, into a what? Into a realm where evil cannot touch her. And this makes the baby <laughs> disappear, and uh, Bat Morta, the evil queen, she's like, <gasps> she completely buys into it. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Like, it, that was weird to me out because it like physically hurts her. To see it happen, like there, it shouldn't cause any like physical reaction like that. Anyways, but yeah, it was weird, and she's freaky. But yeah, it was just his disappearing pig trick. The baby was fine. And uh, moving along. Move along. The other ones where, um, it, and it, I only think of these because I just saw the movie, but Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And it's actually in two fights where he kind of outsmarts uh, his opponents. It was in fight number two with the telekinetic vegan. Oh, no, that's three. That's three. With the telekinetic vegan, he tricks him into drinking uh, half and a half. <laughs> and then, what's his face? Tom Jane comes in, takes his vegan powers. Yeah, I actually had Scott Pilgrim on my list, even though I freaking hate that movie. <laughs> you but, love it. You but love it's it. a very similar scene where he has to fight the different bosses, right? He has to go and fight all the different yeah, ex- yeah, exes yeah. and everything. So I actually have that on my list. And like I mentioned, I only like it when he fights Egg. <laughs> Her? Huh? What, is she funny or something? And uh... she, she calls it a mayo egg. <laughs> Gross. And also in, in fight number two, where uh, Scott's fighting uh, Lucas Lee, uh, Captain America, he's pretty much just getting the shit beat out of him throughout that whole fight. And then at the end, he just like, oh, can you do a thing on the rail? He's like, you mean a grind? And he uh, pretty much just goads him into killing himself. And that was one of my favorite lines from the movie when uh, Karen Culkin walks up with his skateboard. He's like, here's your skateboard. I'm a huge fan. And then Lucas Lee grabs it and says, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> First click you hear is me hanging up. The second one is me <laughs> pulling the trigger. That's actually hilarious. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Let's get my video game out of the way. <laughs> it, uh, spoilers. At the end of Fallout 3, where if, if you uh, <laughs> built your uh, character in a certain way, there's actually a way to convince the last boss to commit suicide and see like things from your from the hero's perspective, which I th- I've never encountered before really in video games because usually there's like a huge fight, but in that one it was pretty much if you you know did everything right it was just uh, selecting the right you know text and stuff and seeing how it played out. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, is that I've... like a bug or a glitch or is that really? No, that's really how it's set up. I've played the hell out of Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas. And I didn't know you could do that. Really? Yeah, I knew there was a bunch of ways for it to end. I didn't know that you could get uh, from from somebody else's point of view. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was on my first playthrough, too. I didn't know. I was like, oh, what does this do? Yeah, that's that's kind of poignant for a video game, anyway. Yeah. 
that was cool. Wait, you did that on your first playthrough? You did that? Yeah. Lucky bastard, I guess. I don't know. I've never played Fallout, but I heard of good things. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Moving along, uh, the usual suspects is pretty much just a drawn-out battle of wits where, yeah, Mouse is just inventing this cockamamie story. Well, not cockamamie. It's a brilliant story. Ver- verbal. Yeah, verbal. Mouth is <laughs> it's from Goonies. Oh, right. <laughs> well, they're both liars. Hello? Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <I> guess... <laughs> and uh, lastly... A battle of wits that shows <laughs> battle of wits that's uh, pretty comical and goes on throughout the movie is in Caddyshack, with Bill Murray always trying to outwit the gopher and <laughs> never never quite gets it. Gopher, I'm gonna get you, gopher. It's in the hole. <laughs> he, was, he was shaping all the C4 like little critters and <laughs> rabbits and stuff. <laughs> That's the first Caddyshack reference. I like it. We gotta do that one. Yeah, that, that was originally supposed to be. Uh... Belushi, wasn't it? And then Murray took the part because he was dead. <gasps> what? Too soon. Spoilers. Yeah. Life spoilers. <laughs> he had the. Uh, I just love the. Um, so the the Dalai Lama himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't give me a tip, but he says, "On your deathbed, you will receive true enlightenment." So I got that going for me. <laughs> is it Which is nun- nice. Nagunga Nagunga. Yeah, Nagunga Nagunga. It's some dynamite hack. <laughs> oh, Ronnie Dangerfield in that movie. Oh, genius. Somebody oh. step on a duck. <laughs> you buy a pair of pants, like, you buy a hat like that, you get a bowl of soup. Oh, it looks good on you, though. <laughs> hey, Smales. Judge Smales. <laughs> he hits the ball. Four! Crotch shot, hits him right in the balls. Oh, I guess I should have yelled two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is it my Battle of Wits? All right, so for my list, I also did Battle of Wits, but I didn't do like the end of the movie, just kind of anywhere in a movie where um, there was some kind of, you know, Battle of Witting, Wits of Battle. Um, so just, this isn't a specific one, but just like anytime Batman and Riddler were involved. Right, we're always some form of battle of wits. And the only one I want to mention is from Batman, and you know the old Batman TV show with the movie version and the not Batman Sparrow. Forever. No, <laughs> the Sparrow with the machine gun. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't even remember what the riddle was, but Robin's like a Sparrow with a machine gun. Yeah, of course, What's, Robin. What weighs six ounces and is very dangerous. <laughs> a Sparrow with the machine gun. It's, it's so god. obvious after you hear it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Stupid for not knowing that. Um, I had Scott oh, Program. You already said that. Wait, crossover moment. All right. <laughs> Favorite Catwoman. Anne Hathaway. And Julie Newmar. Classic. Yeah, I could go with Alex in this one. As much as I love me some Anne Hathaway, I got to go with Julie Newmar. So no Halle Berry. No Halle Berry. Uh, I never no saw one. the movie, so that doesn't count. The. Yeah, her Michelle outfit Pfeiffer. in that was ridiculous. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, she was good too. But they're yeah. all all cat women are hot. Yeah, so. yeah, that's Seriously. true. You can't can't really go wrong there. All right. Um. So you said Scott Pilgrim already, and then you mentioned War Games already. I had War Games as is kind of you know a battle of wits with the computer at the end of the movie, and he kind of uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but right. But he asked him to contemplate what's the outcome of nuclear war. Like, is it like it's no win situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Good Sorry. evening, Professor Falcon. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> that was pretty good. Global thermal nuclear warfare. Um, and similar to that, I have 2001 Space Odyssey. Um, he's trying to kind of trick Hal. He goes into the little cabinet or the little container thing where Hal can't hear him so he can talk to people. But little Lizzie you know that Hal is reading his lips, that whole thing. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. That's kind of, I thought that was about the same on the same lines. And this one is questionable. I have Last Crusade with the whole thing at the end with the Holy Grail and drinking the wrong one. Eh, that one's kind of cheating. That, that is a classic scene, though, so any excuse to bring, up the, bring <laughs> yeah. it up is good. He chose poorly. poorly. It truly is the cup of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Strange gob for a night. But then my last two, I'll bring this one up, because this one is, is any Looney Tunes cartoon ever. <laughs> Is Battle of Wits. <laughs> Would be like Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd or the Roadrunner and Wiley Duck Coyote. Wabbit season. Duck yeah. season. Wabbit season. And just the whole any of those cartoons. I mean that's pretty much what that scene from Princess Bride is. It's it should be in a cartoon. It shouldn't be in a movie. <laughs> yeah. That's how stupid and corny it is, but I don't know. I haven't watched a uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon in a while, but that's all I remember them being is Bugs tricking Elmer or Yosemite Sam or the Roadrunner and the Coyote and he only really loses to that one cartoon where it's like the rabbit the tortoise and the hare cartoon. The tortoise kicks his ass. Yeah. Bugs basically falls for the same thing. He gets everybody else to fall for. Yeah. He basically becomes enraged and then it's just he's a victim of his own hubris at that point. <laughs> but uh I'm as uh, speaking of Looney Tunes, the the latest Looney Tunes movie, which is actually ninety something now, is not half bad. If anybody's interested, out the there. one with Brendan Fraser, the one with Brendan, yeah, Brendan Fraser, the one with Brendan Fraser and uh, Jenna Elfman. It's actually it's a hell of a lot better than Space Jam. I'll we'll put it that way. I have to admit, I saw that on cable. Not to, I saw most of it on cable the other day, and I didn't stop watching it. I won't say it's good, but it kept my attention long enough. To yeah, it's just it. if if you like Looney Tunes, it's it's fun. That's, yeah. that's all it is. Check it out. I haven't seen it. Yeah. As far as Looney Tunes go, I guess my favorite one was. I mean, I love the cartoons as a kid, but I always loved Roger Rabbit when it came out. Seeing your favorite, all your favorite cartoons uh, in that, the same movie. I, I remember yeah. that. That was like the ultimate, like thing as a kid. Like that. It was just kind of all downhill from there for the rest of my life. <laughs> Daffy Duck and Donald Duck playing piano on the same stage. Bugs and Mickey, you know, uh, parachuting with... Um, ain't I a stinker? <laughs> ain't I a stinker? And if you had one of the fancy VCRs, you could go frame by frame to see Jessica Rabbit naked. What? <laughs> Wait, you didn't know about this? No. <laughs> Internet, don't fail me now. <laughs> what is... Why does Alex always have super weird trivia about tits? <laughs> Why wouldn't I? You get to see those glorious uh, paintings? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. Turns out she has oh. three of them. <laughs> Whoa! What? And my last one... <laughs> you patty-caking son of a bitch. <laughs> patty-cake? 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 That's another movie I think when I first saw it as a kid, I did not get as many of the jokes as when I watched it <laughs> older. we got to do a Roger Rabbit one of these days. All right, but my last one I think is classic. It is probably the best Battle of Wits 
I don't really call it Battle of Wits, but same kind of thing in a movie or book. Riddles in the Dark. Bilbo Baggins versus Gollum. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And then Bilbo yeah. just gets lucky. He does, but it is a Battle of Wits, yeah. right? It, it's all just solving riddles, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I thought they it was really well done in the movie because uh, the way they, they pace it out and edit it, it makes it you know seem like it does go on for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and it's like exactly... It is exactly as I remember reading it as a as a kid in the book. Like even a lot of the special effects in Lord of the Rings were awesome, but even the very very beginning of Fellowship, when they briefly show like how the ring is lost, how Gollum, and they show Gollum like in the shadows and the whole like just seeing that when I first saw it, that reminded me exactly of the book. And then just when they redid it finally in the new Hobbit movie, I mean it's it's exactly how I imagined it. So good job. I think I think you mentioned this before, Scott. That just means good writing. I guess if everyone kind of pictures the same thing, <laughs> you're a pretty good writer. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there's a reason that fantasy is all like full of elves and dwarves and shit. Because <laughs> Tolkien did it. Yeah. So everybody's following that same formula. Tolkien did it. Tolkien but, uh, did it. Just want to talk about that scene a little bit. I was uh, I heard this before when I looked it up today when I was talking to some friends at work. Um, that scene was actually rewritten in the book. So once Tolkien made the Lord of the Rings, he had to go back and change that part of the book because it did no mm. longer matched with Lord of the Rings. So interesting. Before George Lucas was George Lucas and making special <laughs> editions, <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien was doing the same thing. He retconned it. <laughs> he did. Yeah. But, I, but I'm pretty Tolkien. sure he made sure it was good before he put it into his book. Tolkien was all like, I'm going to retcon this. <laughs> So I guess in the original version, they were actually playing for the ring. They weren't playing for the way out. Mm. But then he said there was no way that Gollum would be willing to give up the ring with the power that he gave it in Lord of the Rings. Or, or he just wouldn't attack him. Anyways. Yeah. But the base thing was that he wouldn't have voluntarily, no matter what, have ever given up the ring with that much power. So we had to go back and, and rewrite And then Bilbo, on his way out, stepped on a job of the hut. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> And then Gandalf shot first. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Oh, I referenced our podcast title. Maybe, kind of, sort of. One day we'll get to that episode. Never. <laughs> I dare you to make less sense. <laughs> All right. Anything else? That's that's my list. Um, anything else on Princess Bride or our list before we move on? Oh, there was one that I missed that I wanted to okay. talk about briefly. Um, I, this is one of Jeff's favorites. Uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Oh. Yeah, so that that mm-hmm. definitely follows uh, that, and yeah, that's, uh, we we've been bringing this up a lot in this episode, but that's another one I want to get into. Uh, but yeah, just a lot of fun. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen yeah, it's a cool movie. the one the one with uh, Jesus and Guy Pierce and the new and Superman, Richard Richard, yeah, uh, young that's younger, true. Um, Luis the Great, Luis Guzman. Um, Man, I see. read the Wikipedia page on the original story. Of the Count of Monte Cristo, it is a piece of crap. They did a good job with the movie. Well, you just like knocked a great piece of French literature right there. It was it was written by that Alexander dumbass. <laughs> Dude, it's just like great expectations. Piece of no, crap it's, too. No, it's not. <gasps> yes, it is. Alex, you just you just ripped a great piece of English literature there at the same time. Although I agree with you on that. Great oh, expectations God, is the biggest Alex. piece of crap ever. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Pit, no, Pit, Miss Havisham. No. Oh, she's on fire. It's about damn time. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are bad. 
<laughs> Wait, do you guys remember watching the uh, Great Ex? Have you ever seen that Great Expectations the black movie? White one, the yes. one. Yes. When Pip and the, the little boy they fight, <laughs> they fight in the yard yeah. and they're fighting like they're dukes of. Oh man, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, some gay camera work, yeah. Who um, was the boy that he was fighting? I don't. God, it's been forever. I don't even remember that. It's look, Pip but. and uh, Startop. Some I reason we do movies and not books. We're not. We're <laughs> yeah. not well written. Well, you are. I'm not. Mm. Uh, well, I obviously, was, I'm not. If I can't remember, <laughs> I, mean, uh, I think the kid's name was Moonchild. Moonchild. <laughs> but it's funny that you mentioned that movie, Scott. Um, kind of Monte Cristo, because that might come up later in this episode. Ooh, ooh. So, all right, so are we done? Yeah. Is it time for Neom News? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, the time to talk the news. Um, I don't really have too much news today. I just have two things. Um, one has to do with the Olympics, and to quote a great um, American ambassador, fuck Canada. Exactly. <laughs> fuck Canada. The women beat the women's team in hockey today. I hate that, but I'll, I can live with that if the men beat the women. The, the, the men beat the women tomorrow. <laughs> and hear the lamentation of the women. Hear the lamentation of the women. Tomorrow's the semifinals: USA versus Canada. Men's fuck Canada. That's all I gotta say. I love Canada, but when they play my hockey team, <laughs> as good as you guys are at hockey, don't beat my American. My Americans. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't have. I really don't have anything against Canada, but uh, I was on my way home today. They replayed a sports talk show in Canada that were listening in or watching the, the women's game as they were talking. And when the Canadians won, the guys went off. And at one point, one of the dudes said, "Knock, knock. Who's there? Gold medal in your face!" Like for for that alone, Canada deserves to lose. For one individual of their yes. entire country. Yes. yes. <laughs> I agree. I so, also hate Crosby. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna f- when, when the Americans win, we'll call that guy and do the same thing over the phone. <laughs> All right. And then the other news that I had was, it's not really news, but I finally saw a great flick called Escape Plan. I think that's what it's called. What's the new Arnold movie with Sylvester Stallone? Escape Plan. <laughs> yeah. All right. When you say great, were you being facetious? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this piece of crap. Um, I'm not going to spoil it can't be spoiled. I mean, it, it spoils itself, but in a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is the most... You could understand him more than you can understand Sylvester Stallone. I don't know Oh my god. I was... Come on. We, obviously, we love Commando. We love Predator. We love everything Arnold. We love most things Sly. This movie... He... Sylvester Stallone is so bad in it, but... As bad as he is, this is where County Monte Cristo comes in. The warden of this jail, ironically, is Jim Caviezel. So in this, <laughs> es- in this escapable prison where no one can get out, kind of like County Monte Cristo. Yeah. And okay, he's freaking terrible in it. And I swear to God, spoilers because fuck, who cares? At the end of the movie, right before he dies, he looks at the camera and shrugs. I swear to God. <laughs> That's the kind of movie this is. It's a paycheck. Yeah. It's a he living. shrugged because he's Jesus, and he's going to be resurrected shortly. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the whole time he's doing these little stupid, eh, oh my god. You should still watch it because it's that bad. It's not like Christmas special Star Wars bad, but it's it's funny bad. Uh, happy Life Day. Yeah. I, 
You know, I kind of want to see something as bad as that Christmas special because I find I don't get angry like I used to at, at bad stuff. And that, that movie actually managed to move me to rage. <laughs> or or that's, the Christmas special actually managed to do that. So. Well, you should watch The Room. Didn't you watch that? No. Oh, dude, you should watch The Room. I don't know about The Room, but <laughs> I would recommend Escape Plan with a couple beers and just know it's going to be terrible and just and just go with it. I don't even I didn't even understand what was, that's how this movie was that kind of movie, right? Action movie. I still don't know what the hell was going on because I couldn't understand anything anybody was saying in the movie. At, literally, Arnold was speaking German for like 10 minutes in the movie, which I don't think he's ever done. Has he in any of his movies? Nah, he's I, have a, I have a better question. Has he ever spoken 10 minutes of English in any of his movies? <laughs> Fuck you, Scott. Yes, he has. Zing. Um, I kid. I kid. I love you, Arnold. Yeah. So that's my news. Alex? Yeah, I got something that's kind of not really that big of news, but the is Wii U. It, is it a tidbit? It's a little tidbit. I got a little tidbit. Is it juicy? Not really. Oh. The 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 Wii U sucks. <laughs> I didn't end. I didn't exactly know how much it sucked until, like, um, I read this uh, article on uh, Topless Robot. But apparently... Topless Robot? Yeah, it's an entertainment website. It's really good. It's legit. Yeah. I guess Nintendo announced that they were planning to sell about 9 million Wii U's this year, and then it went from that to 2.8 million consoles sold in a year. So that's not really the flagship system anymore. Like, their main console just kind of is petering out. It it always did feel like they rushed that out. Like they they felt like they needed to get the jump on Sony and Microsoft for some reason. And because just, they're always uh, just focusing on gimmicks and stuff, and they're hoping that's going to save them. Well, I don't know. I think the Wii is a pretty good system. Well, it is, but the Wii right. U. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. The Wii U was rushed. I I don't I mean yeah. gimmicks aside. I think the Wii U needed something else. I don't yeah. know what that might have been, but more it's games. a totally different target audience, right? Yeah, I think I think that's part of it. They they yeah. they kind of don't know, like who you know who to game for anymore. I wish they would just make software and just make Super Mario games and, and Zelda games for Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like how Sega did. Yeah, yeah. They should just keep their like DS systems and stuff. And... <sighs> I. <laughs> that's. <laughs> On one hand, yeah, I I, I agree. It, if they could put all their effort into that, but. I think it's still better to have some kind of competition out there. We don't want just one system because then it's just going to be half-assed. Yeah, well, everything. we have two. I mean, there's there's two now. There's two, but that, Steam I mean, Box t- coming. Yeah, I mean, it's still I mean, we're still getting competition like with the 3DS and stuff. So we will see. That was all I had a Wii, and the only thing I used it for was playing old Nintendo games. Because <laughs> you can do that on your computer. I could. Well, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't dabble in that illegal stuff, Alex. No, I just get copies of your old games. You don't have to. Yeah, right. Backup copies. Are you going to yeah. stick your old cartridge in your computer somehow and get it? Yeah, there's adapters. Just, just uh, blowing it first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> blowing it through your shirt. you got to put your shirt over it. Until you're ready to pass out. I think that's the angriest Brian ever got, besides playing Street Fighter 2 with Scott. <laughs> was it when he was trying to get an old Nintendo or Super Nintendo cartridge to work? And I said, just give me that. And I put it under my shirt and started blowing on it. He's like, yeah, right, that shit's going to work. My ass. And I <laughs> popped it in and it worked first try. He's like, oh, that's bullshit. There's got to be a, a podcast or a blog or something out there about all the tricks people used to get used to do to oh, get their Nintendo cartridges to work. <laughs> Blow on it. 
put it in, but then pull it out a little bit so it clicks like hard against yeah. the edge when I you used stick to it that. in. Yeah. Yeah. Or jam something in on top of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Kids these days have no idea how easy it is. Yeah. Just download yeah. a game. Come on. Download, put a disc in and it works. Ugh. <laughs> Bullshit. All right. Any more news, Alex? Nope. That was it. Wii U sucked. All right. Scott. Okay. Uh, Wii U's some... awesome. <laughs> <laughs> some spoofy stuff. The Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, came out yesterday officially, or the day before. Yeah, it looks it looks cool. Um, I had no like expectations of this movie one way or the other. Um, it is James Gunn, who I'm a fan of. I don't know if anybody's seen Slither. I one of my favorite uh, smaller horror movies. Uh, I was in House Slytherin. Does that count? Boo. Apparently not. All right. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, looks looks fun. Um, this will be the first starring vehicle for Chris Pratt. Uh, otherwise, uh, hey, oh, Lego movie. Uh, oh, hey, I guess you did that now, huh? Uh, Wait, number Chris one. Chris Pratt, you said? Yes. The guy from um, Parks and Rec? Yep. Nice. A.K.A. Mr. F. Anna Ferris. Ooh. They're married. Um... So, yeah, it looks cool. If anybody hasn't seen the trailer, check it out. Is it related to Guardian Legend? No. That would be that would be freaking awesome. But yeah. no. Guardian Legend! Guardian Legend! We've got to do an episode on Guardian Legend. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my news. Uh, Benny, right. Benny Del Toro in it. <laughs> All right, that's it with this episode. Um, Scott, what are we going to be talking about next week? All right, uh, talk about... Again, one of our favorites, big surprise. Um, the scene relatively early on in Aliens, when after the Marines have gone in to reconnoiter the, the compound, and it's just Ripley and the lieutenant and uh, Burke in that, that APC or whatever, that, that weird vehicle, um, the tank car or whatever. Um, and just, off, Ripley. You've yeah. broken the transaction. Yeah, and then... And then everything just goes sideways. Uh, they've collected the like like a minute after they collect all the weapons because they don't want to shoot any the ducks that'll make everything blow up. Yeah, it was um, like gas pipes and stuff. Yeah. Then the aliens start showing up and wrecking shit, and it's the first time in the movie you really see them. And uh, it just from that point forward, it's just kind of a race to the end of the movie. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about right. aliens. Cool. Sounds good. I'm mostly looking forward to that episode next week. Mostly. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Just me and a little old uh, Malfoy. He's my best friend. <laughs> Anyways, move along. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Hell Slytherin, goddammit, with Malfoy. I don't know if... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, am I right? Am I, like, speaking totally wrong here? That's something from Harry Potter, no, right? No, no, you're... <laughs> the reference is correct. Yeah. Just awkward. All right, got it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've only seen the movies once, goddammit. Give me a break.